0: This is The Widow Podcast and I am Karen Sutton, The Widow Coach. I'll be supporting you through the loss of your life partner so you can find a more positive way through your grief. I want to give you hope after loss and to know that when you are ready, you can create a meaningful life for yourself with the help of me, Karen Sutton and The Widow Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Widow Podcast. It's so lovely to have you here with me listening to my thoughts around grief and widowhood. Today I wanted to share something with you. I'm always trying to make sense of grief and it's hard because grief doesn't make sense. It's not a linear process. It's not a step-by-step process. It's not a process that is the same for everyone. We all go through it in our own unique ways. And that's exactly how it should be. But sometimes I think it's it's really helpful for us to understand a little bit about grief, specifically around the loss of a life partner and how we are able to understand it a little better ourselves. Because I think if we're able to see it in a way that resonates with us, that does make sense, that we can connect with, it helps us on our healing journey. It helps us to understand a little bit more what it's about. And I think when we are able to create our own understanding around it, we are much more able to help those around us Understand it because, because they don't, because we don't, because like I say, it's just so incredibly hard to make sense of. It's so incredibly hard to put it into words, and some people are brilliant at it. You know, you, you read the words of, of Donna Ashworth, and she has such a, a wonderful way with words. It's beautiful. I'm not quite that eloquent, um, and I'm not. Able to write in that way. My way is, I guess, simplistic, <laughs> um, but in a way that makes sense for me. So I just, I wanted to share some thoughts that I'd had over the summer. I've been on holiday and you take a step back and you slow down and you have time to think, you have time to reflect. And as you know, I have come up to the seven years of Simon dying and I'm still trying to make sense of it, but I feel like I'm getting better at it. (laughs) Obviously, it's what I do, it's what I study, it's what I learn about, it's who I spend a lot of my time with. So I, I do have a lot of insight into it but it's still really quite hard to explain to somebody sometimes the enormity of the loss of a life partner. And for me, I think it is absolutely like being stripped bare. It's explaining to somebody that all the layers of life that surround you, that provide that comfort, that familiarity, they're pulled away. They're gone in a flash. And I think even if you know your person is going to die. Now, this wasn't my experience. Simon died suddenly. He literally dropped down dead. However, through a lot of my research, through working with people that have lost a life partner, through a a long-term illness, knowing it's coming, very few feel prepared for that moment that that person leaves this earth. and. When that happens, it's like you are left standing there, naked, raw and incredibly vulnerable. And it's a feeling that's so hard to put into words. How do we explain that to somebody? That sense of exposure to so many different emotions, so many feelings and symptoms of a loss that is just so monumental it is utterly terrifying. I have never known despair like it. It was was just devastating and it is devastating. And for many of us, this is uncharted territory. We haven't been there before. You may have lost others. and, And again, I guess I've been blessed in life in that I've lost people You know, grandparents in, in the natural way it happens in life as they get, get old. But Simon was my first big significant loss. And it's just so different to any other loss. And I've heard it from people before that have lost parents, um, you know, good friends, family members, but you know, they've said, losing a life partner is, is so different. Now I'm not saying anything's better or worse. i never ever want to compare losses. You know, each loss is a terrible loss, but each loss is a different type of loss. And losing a life partner is a very, very different type of loss. We find ourselves in a world where the rules have changed, a world that we just absolutely do not recognize anymore a world where we don't have the capacity to care about the things that we used to care about. And that's hard. That's really hard to come to term with. And for me, I think in many ways, it's like a rebirth. It's like you are being thrown into a place that you don't know, that you don't understand, much like when you are born. And the basics in life become our lifeline, love. Food, sleep—that's that's pretty much about all we can manage. That's, that's all we need in those raw days after a loss. You know, people bring food, lasagna, There's a lot of lasagna. <laughs> um, but that—you you, know—that this is what this is what happens. People bring food. They—they they wrap themselves around us, and and we just need time. We need to slow down and. I say sleep, and I know that eludes a lot of us in grief, but even just rest, even it is just the slowing down. And we find that as time passes, there's a desire, a need for movement because grief needs movement. And I think it guides us towards that in whatever way that might be for you. And we're drawn towards the the healing power of nature, the oceans the forests, the hills, the mountains, because they bring some kind of inner peace, a place of calmness, I think, away from the busyness and the expectation of the world around us. And for so many of us going through the loss of a life partner, being outside in nature, in whichever way you need some, you know, walking, running, hiking, swimming, that there's so many things. Cycling, th- it becomes a part of, of our life, a necessary part of our of our grieving journey. And then in time, again, there's a place for play and joy, which is such a necessary part of our healing process. But we often deny ourselves these moments of happiness. And they are micro moments. I did the, the podcast on seeking glimmers, finding those little glimmers. They are, they are the micro moments. They start off as that, but they do grow. But then we, we feel guilty for those moments. How can we allow ourselves to feel joy? To feel happy, to laugh. When our person isn't here anymore, what does that mean? And I think it's really hard for us to invite that in. But like I say, it it is so important to us in our healing journey. And as we do when we are born, it's a process of, of learning to walk again. And yes, we stumble and we fall along the way, much like toddlers do but we don't give up. We get back up and we keep trying. We keep taking those steps and we stumble and we fall and we're a bit wobbly and it all feels scary, but we keep going. We keep trying to take those steps forward. We keep moving. We keep walking. We learn to reconnect with those around us, but those connections can feel quite different now. They shift. Sometimes they're new connections. Sometimes they're old connections that are reignited. Sometimes we lose some connections with people. But we're learning. We're relearning what feels good and what doesn't. We're discovering ourselves. And this is the thing, isn't it? This We, in this world, in this new world that we find ourselves in, as, as we navigate this rebirth, this new life that we are thrown into, we are constantly learning about who we are at our core, about what feels good and what doesn't, what brings us joy, what makes us feel uplifted, supported and loved, and what brings us down makes us feel disconnected, drained, tired, unsupported. And, you know, as we rebuild these relationships, it helps us to understand who we are, what we want, where we're heading and who we truly are at our core. It all gives us information. And in time, we gain the ability to to decide which layers we want to start building around us again all those layers that were stripped away from us at the beginning, we have choices and we do get to decide which layers do we want to put back around us to start building a life again. And let me tell you, it's a monumental task. And I'm not talking a few months here. I'm talking years, you know, much like a baby, a toddler finding their way it does take a long time and it's hard because, you know, just when we thought the worst part of our loss was saying goodbye to our person and God, awful, there's part of us that realises actually the hardest part is the rebuilding of life itself and we, we don't maybe take that so much into consideration. It takes years, it takes patience, and it takes a community of people who understand and support us. Rebuilding isn't a passive process. It's an active one that requires a lot of work, but it's possible. And if you can surround yourself with people that get it, that understand, that are walking that path with you, God, it's going to help And this is why I love my communities. This is why I love my 12-month program. This is why I love my membership. Remember, it's just such an incredible way of bringing people together and helping them wrap themselves in that love, in that support, in that place that absolutely offers them a sense of, of belonging, of understanding, a place where you can do the work side by side because it's hard work. It is hard work. But when you do that hard work together, it makes it feel easier. It makes it feel more doable. And as those layers start to wrap themselves around us in our new lives, we might notice that they do so in far more intentional ways than they were before. We've become acutely aware of ourselves. We're no longer on the treadmill of life. This transformation has taken serious thought, a lot of self-awareness and brutal honesty. And that's no easy task for anyone, especially in today's fast-paced world, where judgment and the weight of societal expectations weigh really heavily on our shoulders. And they do. And it's really hard for us to build something that feels right for us, when we feel that we should be doing it differently, when others feel like we should be doing it differently, when people don't understand why we're doing what we're doing, but we can do it. We can absolutely find our way and create something that feels good for us again, but we have to start at the beginning and work our way through it and understand that it takes a long time, that we have to be patient with ourselves, but also understanding that As we do intentionally rebuild these layers, we can create something beautiful and meaningful to call life again. We know we are no longer merely surviving or existing. We're living, even thriving alongside our grief, not away from it, not leaving it behind, taking it with us. And those layers, those layers that we get to wrap around ourselves can be really beautiful if we are intentional with the ones that we choose to wrap around ourselves. And that comes back to, you know, that, that awareness piece again, being really honest, being brave enough to make changes. And it's hard. It is really hard. But if we can listen to what feels right, allow our feelings to guide us in some way, the answers will all come through. And you will lead with what feels good to you and you will wrap yourselves with those layers that feel good. And as you keep building, as you keep inviting in those moments that feel good, spending time with people that support you, that lift you up, taking adventures that bring out your adventurous side, it can feel good again. Reach out, find a community, lean on your support system and be patient with yourself. Rebuilding is a journey. Every single step counts. Even when you feel like they're step backwards, they're not. You're always moving forward. Sometimes it feels a little easier than others. But I hope that by me sharing this, it helps you to understand actually how vulnerable we are in our grief, how exposed we are in our grief, and how the rebuilding of a life after loss takes a lot of time Takes a lot of love, takes a lot of thought, takes a lot of awareness, which is exactly why I do what I do, because I want to help you create that life. I want to help you understand yourself better, create that awareness around you, who you are, what you want, why you think the way you do, why you behave the way you do. But we can't do it alone. We do need people to help us. And I hope that by me sharing what I've shared today, It will maybe invite you to bring in more compassion for yourself on your journey, more understanding maybe of of what you're going through, and uh and I guess a kind of a visual representation of, of that rebirth, of starting at the beginning with love and food and sleep, and slowly building the layers piece by piece, as and when it feels right to you. But just remember. Every single day you are doing amazing. Don't ever forget that. Even just by listening to this podcast, if this is all you've done today, that is amazing. It is an amazing step. Be proud of that. Give yourself a pat on the back. I am sending you so much love. And as always, please, please, please do share this podcast like it leave me a review subscribe if you're watching on youtube it helps me to reach more people that need that light in a very very dark place be gentle with yourselves sending you love and i'll see you again soon take care bye-bye thank you so much for listening to the widow podcast with me karen sutton if you would like to be part of a supportive community of people who understand your grief Come and join my free Facebook group Widowed and Rising and make sure you tune in to the next episode of the Widow Podcast.